Welcome to SBC This Week. I'm Brandon Porter. I'm Laura Erlinson. And we are sitting in the chairs that Jonathan Howe and Amy Whitfield normally uh, occupy again That's for another right. episode. Yep, hopefully it won't be too much longer and you'll hear their voices back on this podcast. But in the meantime, we're thankful that you are listening along. Mm-hmm. Um, lots of lots of good news to share with you this week as Southern Baptists have come to the aid of those who have faced uh, devastation and tragedy, difficulty. Uh, we've seen salvations. We've seen... Yeah, uh, busy week. Yeah, pe- people love their neighbor well. Uh, we want to talk to you in this episode um, about some, some other initiatives that are just around the corner getting started from the International Mission Board. We'll be hearing from Paul Chip would in that. Um, our history moment will mm-hmm. t- talk to us about um, a familiar name to Southern Baptist who has been a great encourager to many. Yeah, it's a fun moment talking about Jimmy Draper. So you'll want to stick around for that. Yeah. SBC This Week is presented to you by The Hill. The Hill is a true life story of professional baseball player Ricky Hill, who grew up poor in small Texas town, in a small Texas town. Early on, Ricky discovered his extraordinary ability to hit a baseball. But with leg braces and a degenerative spinal disease, the major leagues was just a dream that could never be. Courageously, the son of a preacher, Ricky risked it all, wrestled with his father's wish that he became a pastor to become a pastor, and he eventually tried out for a major league scout and goes on to be um, a big league ball player. The Hill stars Dennis Quaid, Colin Ford, and Scott Glenn. It's in theaters, and you definitely want to check that out. It has had uh, good reviews, and lots of folks have been to see that movie. Um, also, the sponsor here at SBC this week is Subsplash. Subsplash has come alongside pastors who are constantly concerned with how to engage their church and build connections beyond just the weekend services. One of the valuable tools that SBC churches have found for doing that is Subsplash. Subsplash allows your community to access messages, resources, and even give from one place. It also helps to equip church leaders to connect with their congregations in ways that you could never before. Subsplash is more than church software. It brings people together, empowers giving, fosters discipleship, and transforms lives. Now, if you're interested in learning more about Subsplash, you need to go book a demo at subsplash.com forward slash SBC. When you use that link, you'll get a special discount for Southern Baptist churches, but you have to use the link. It's subsplash.com forward slash SBC. Laura, we talked um, just a moment ago about disaster relief, and that's what we want to lead out on, uh, care continuing in Maui um, mm-hmm. in the midst of those the devastating fires and the, the cleanup and the follow-up yeah, that's that happening there. Yeah, it's that time of year where you have wildfires, you have hurricanes kind of um, everywhere, it seems like. Mm-hmm. And uh, we had a really neat story, though, in Baptist Press this week about a pastor who is a Southern Baptist pastor there in Maui. And he's been a pastor for several years. Uh, But he's also served with the Maui County Fire Department for 28 years. He pastors Kaunakakai Baptist Church. Mm. um, But he also serves as the assistant uh, director there of the Maui County Fire Department. Mm. And he told Baptist Press that it's just been, of course, the fire has been devastating for everyone. But he said it was, the word he used was heart-wrenching and gut-wrenching for the members there of the fire department because he said they're used to winning. They're mm. used to beating back the fire before it causes so much devastation, but they just weren't able to do that yeah. this time. Yeah. And he said instead of him ministering to his church right now, he said they're ministering to him. Yeah. And so pastor, uh, be in prayer for Pastor Henry Lindo and all the 
firefighters down in Maui. Yeah. Cleanup continuing in the, the Gulf Coast, across Florida, across the southeast as um, Hurricane Idalia came through there. Uh, tell us a little bit about that. That's right. We had stories, uh, several stories out of uh, Florida and Georgia this week and from Sind Relief and Southern Baptist Disaster Relief. We talked to Pastor Stephen Ruff of First Baptist Church Perry, Florida. They had a Sind Relief ministry truck in their parking lot. Uh, providing supplies and meals. As of Wednesday, September 6th, uh, DR volunteers had prepared more than 51,000 meals, assessed damage on hundreds of properties, uh, completed responses to 142 homes, and presented the gospel 209 times. Yeah, wow. Uh, We we also talked to um, a church there in Horseshoe Beach, Mm -hmm. Florida, Uh, just a small little fishing village there, real small church that was basically wiped out. I mean, the church was devastated. The the, uh, parsonage was devastated. They were just about to move in their new pastor that they just called into that parsonage, and now it's um, not ready to move in by a long shot. And so they're dealing with that down there. But churches around in the community have come, have picked up the slack and are helping out and helping that pastor get moved in as soon as possible. Um, In Georgia and Valdosta, just not too far away, uh, Governor Kemp there in Georgia has visited the the, uh, Send Relief activities there and the churches that are helping out there. Uh, Nine people, at least that we know of, have made decisions for Christ there in Valdosta. And so a lot of good ministry happening down there in uh, the wake of Hurricane Idalia. All right. Well, now we want to pivot to leadership, Laura. We've had um, a new announcement in Texas. The Baptist General Convention of Texas has announced their candidate to lead them forward. Mm -hmm. Julio Guarneri, Mm -hmm. who uh, has been the pastor of Calvary Baptist Church in McAllen there in uh, far south Texas. Uh, He will be the new uh, executive director of the Baptist Church. General Convention. He's of the Texas. candidate to be the new executive. He's, director. That's right. That's he, right. They will vote on yeah. him um, at their meeting. Yeah. Uh, this later this month, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. He takes the role from David Hardage, who served in that role for mm-hmm. goodness a long time. I'm yeah. not exactly sure how many years, but a long time. He will be the first Hispanic mm-hmm. nominee for that position in the BGCT's 137 year history. All right. We'll keep our eyes on that um, election process as it's coming up around the corner. Uh, Bart Barber made an appearance Mm -hmm. um, in Atlanta at the home of the Atlanta Braves. He was very close to to the winningest team in Major League Uh, Baseball right now. He was there cheering for his cards, though, I think. And he was doing a good job because they have (laughs) cleaned up the Braves this week. Anyway, uh, he was in Atlanta to make a stop at NAM, and he brought some very encouraging uh, words to those folks, to the staff there at NAM. He visited um, on Thursday with a group of associational mission strategists. Um, He talked about his optimism that a spiritual Mm -hmm. awakening, uh, not just for Southern Baptists, but for evangelicals, for for all of those who would believe the gospel is around the corner, but specifically for Southern Baptists, he talked about how it will be uh, that we would benefit from that. Mm-hmm. And, and he, An opportunity. He, yeah. yeah. So so very encouraging piece there to hear from him um, with his visit with NAM and uh, Bryant Wright, the president of Send Relief. Obviously, Kevin Azell uh, were there with him. Uh, uh, Bryant Wright spent some time praying with him. And of course, Bryant Wright's been busy himself mm-hmm. um, on Send, Send Relief endeavors here recently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a very encouraging story today at Baptist Press. I would encourage you to go read. Sometimes the culture can seem dark, but um, I felt better after reading from 
hearing from Bart on that. Yeah. Uh, one of those things that, that Send Relief has been spearheading is Global Hunger Sunday that happened just a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. The last Sunday in August on your Southern Baptist calendar was Global Hunger Sunday. And I'm talking about the past because we actually had a story this week about that, which is encouraging that we didn't just observe the day and move forward. We actually had some yeah, stories where stories. churches are at work carrying that forward. Yeah, a couple stories. We heard, we got a story from Nam um, and from Send Relief about a church uh, in the Atlanta area, um, First Baptist Church Covington, Georgia, and they have a very active hunger ministry there. Mm-hmm. In fact, Bryant Wright preached at that church on Global Hunger Sunday on the mm-hmm. 27th, um, but they have supported church planning, mercy ministries, disaster relief in, in their history. That church has been around since 1823, um, and they are very uh, supportive of the Global Hunger Ministry there at the Covington. And uh, another story out of Florida uh, Bethel Evangelical Baptist Church in Delray Beach uh, has a lot of Haitian population mm-hmm. there in Florida, and they have a ministry where they pack food kits to send to Haiti. Okay. And they just packed 658 food kits. Each of those kits will feed a family of four for about a week. Uh, so that was a neat story about out of Florida, also dealing with global hunger. Yeah, and as, as we think about the SBC calendar, uh, some important dates right around the corner, uh, Children's yeah, weekend, Missions Day. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, the 16th and 17th of September is Children's Missions Day, um, and then Hispanic Mission Sunday coming up as well. Um, and then September the 24th is Caring Well Sunday. That's a relatively new addition to the SBC calendar. And then October 1st kicks off um, CP Awareness Month, Appreciation Month, mm-hmm. Focus on CP Month, whatever you want to call it. But October 1st is set as CP Sunday, and it kicks off a full month's worth of focus on on the cooperative program. That's so, right, and we'll be covering all of that. Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's talk a little bit about ethnicity. There are some things happening among Brazilian Southern Baptists, among Asian Southern Baptists. And so, Laura, talk to us a little bit about those things. The uh, Brazilian pastors... Um, have been sort of slowly moving toward having a formal fellowship in the SBC. They had a meeting in New Orleans in June, as did a lot of ethnic groups. But then they had a more formal meeting uh, earlier this month. Um, actually, I should say last month. It was in August mm. um, at Southwestern Seminary. And they not only had a large uh, contingent of Brazilian Baptists there meeting, but they took a lot of steps to formalize to themselves into a Brazilian Baptist fellowship. And they, high, they named an executive director, a gentleman named Ebenezer Santos, who's been kind of serving in leadership, a leadership role among Brazilian Baptists for a while, is now the executive director of that new fellowship. And they are very excited to be partnering with Southern Baptists, spoke very highly of all the the uh, cooperation that they've already been allowed to experience and just want to continue to grow that. Uh, there are about 80 Brazilian churches right now, and 30 mm-hmm. of those have been planted in the last five years. Wow. Uh, so it's pretty exciting. Yeah. And then uh, last week here in Nashville, we had a group of Asian leaders together, um, come together to be able to um, hear from them, but then also have a number of um, Southern Baptist leaders speak to that group. Yeah, many of these Asian groups, while the Brazilian group is um, fairly new, many of these Asian groups have been around a really long time, very established groups uh, in the SBC. And several of those, uh, 14 of those, of the 27 different Asian ethnic fellowships, um, a little more than half of those met at at the SBC building in Nashville Mm -hmm. the last week of August. 
and just talked about how they can better cooperate with each other. There are over 2,100 Asian congregations mm. in the SBC. Wow. And so they're um, one of those, of course, is the Vietnamese uh, Baptist Union, one of those fellowships. And Christian Fan, the executive director of that uh, fellowship, he's, he just talked about how all of the groups indicated a desire to be more active in their interactions with the SBC. Yeah. Yeah, very good. So that was definitely a, a great event. I got mm-hmm. to be a part of that and to, to meet those folks. And so that was that was a real encouragement and a blessing. Um, speaking of blessings, we had some some good news stories, I think, this week. And uh, and so one of those was um, a story from RNS that talked about um, – and one of those was a story that talked about how giving is up at churches um, and conflict is down yeah, post-COVID. That is good I news. Guess people decided that, you know, there are – not as many things to argue about when you have a global pandemic going on. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So, uh, also Baptist Press, we talked to Mike Law this week. Mike was the original motion maker. He's a pastor out of Arlington, Virginia, and he was the original motion maker for um, uh, an amendment to the SBC Constitution dealing with men and the role of pastor. And so you can read that interview and find the full video. There's, uh, I don't know, 17, 18 minute interview with him that's available through that story at Baptist Press. You can find that. And then Laura, if I if I just left the time clock running endlessly you would talk on and on about this next one I would. and so i'm going to give you about 30 seconds here um, <laughs> i'm putting 30 seconds on the clock you were able to interview stephen bargazzi um, who is the father of comedian nate bargazzi that's right but stephen is a very active member of a church here he and his, his wife and their family mm-hmm. um, active at a church here in the nashville that's area that's right they are members longtime members of long hollow baptist church here in nashville and Stephen is the original comedian in the family. A mm. lot of people, maybe if you've seen Nate live, which I have a couple times, um, you know this because Stephen mostly uh, oftentimes will open for mm-hmm. the show. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you don't know that, then you need to know that Stephen is a magician mm. and a comedian. He mm-hmm. sort of mi- mixes comedy and magic. He's really, really good. Uh, I'm an easy mark because mm-hmm. I love magic. And, sh- and so when he does sleight of hands and stuff, I just love it. And I'm not really trying to figure it out because I just like being amazed. Um, and But he did it for me close up. He did mm-hmm. a card trick for me. I have no idea how he did it, how the card that I picked ended up in his pocket, but it did. And it, uh, it was just so fun to talk to him and about how he, his faith has influenced everything he's done, mm-hmm. even in his magic career mm-hmm. and God's blessings on their family the last couple of years as Nate's career has just taken off and it was just a lot of fun it's a really fun yeah, interview it is and a fun story you mm-hmm. did a good job it's a, I, I think you carry that through there's a very fun tone but but you definitely read and feel how his faith has impacted yeah, his, absolutely his, it was so encouraging yeah, yeah yeah very good well we're so thankful to have dr paul chitwood to join us now uh, dr chitwood is the president of the international mission board and uh dr chitwood thanks for joining us on sbc this week uh we want you to talk to us about a couple of new initiatives that are happening there with the imb tell us first about this new initiative called project 3000 well thank you for hosting me brand and thankful for you and and this ministry yeah, it's something we've been ramping up, uh, planning for really over the course of the last year, uh, wanting to focus in on the remaining unreached and unengaged people groups. Uh, an unreached people group uh, uh, is a people group that's less than 2% evangelical Christian. And certainly we know that if you're 2% reached, that doesn't mean with 98% loss that you're literally reached, uh, but it puts you out of the unreached category because the 
the missiological presumption is that there is now a witness among mm-hmm. those peoples. So of the more than 12,000 people groups have been numbered around the world, roughly 7,000 remain unreached. That is, less than 2% of that people is evangelical Christian. And then, of that 7,000, uh, there are 3,072 that are not only unreached, they're unengaged. Mm. Uh, the simple definition, well, let me illustrate what it means to be an unengaged people group. You couldn't go to church Sunday to hear the gospel preached because there's no church among your people. Uh, very unlikely you'd run into a missionary who's there to share the gospel with you in your town, city, or village where those people primarily abide because the missionaries haven't made it to you yet for whatever reason. And so... 3,072 remaining unreached and unengaged people groups. We are driven with a desire, and I think a scriptural calling, to get the gospel to them. Project 3000 is our latest effort to do that. All of our missionaries always work towards that end. Uh, 90% of our teams uh, are engaging the unreached around the world. Uh, But uh, we felt the need to, to really do something special here, something Uh, all in, if you will, and the way we've designed this, we're creating 100 new jobs over a three-year period, 300 jobs total. Each one of those 300 jobs will have an assignment of 10 UUPGs to them. It's the the missionary's uh, role at that point to take those 10 UUPGs, begin researching them, uh, if possible, to travel, make contact with them, find national partners, Uh, who could work with them to help get access to them, share the gospel with them, and ultimately uh, create a strategy for engagement that our career missionaries would then uh, take on. We we, uh, anticipate these are about two-year assignments, similar to a journeyman assignment. Uh, If you're familiar with the historical journeyman program, the IMB, two years, uh, fully funded, um, roughly age 30 down, uh, married or single, but no kids yet. Mm Mm-hmm. We see this as a similar uh, similar profile, although 30, they can be older than 30, but the amount of travel and, and some risk involved. These won't be uh, parents of children. Uh, these will be either singles or married with no children or no children in their home. Mm-hmm. What does that do for your heart? I mean, when I, when I hear that, that, that makes me very excited. Mm. But it does us as well. This is, I mean, this is what the IMB is about, what Southern Baptists are about, getting the gospel to those who have yet to hear. We have already just, we, we have six who are deployed currently, three more in their train will be deploying over the course of the next several weeks, 37 applicants in the pipeline. Hmm. Uh, and so we're already seeing, even though this is brand new, we're seeing significant interest among, uh, uh, among potential candidates. So we're excited to see that, but even more excited uh, to see what what will happen. Uh, the uh, uh, six who are already out, uh, the, the research they've been doing over the last uh, few months uh, has ticked that number down from 3,072 already to 2,997 hmm. left to explore. Uh, and so we're referring to these these. P3000 team members as explorers. It's really an exploration job. Uh, and and uh, again, we're very excited because here's, here, here, here's what we're trying to keep our focus on. We know someday in heaven there will be a representative from every nation, all tribes, peoples, and lands. Revelation 7-9, John saw that vision. We know that vision will come to pass. Here's our opportunity to be a part of seeing it come to pass. Uh, someday we 
might we be able to look around, Southern Baptists be able to look around and see people who are there because of how we stewarded the gospel message, how we pushed to get the gospel to those who had yet to hear, how we work together, praying, giving, going, sending, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, want that be a glorious day. Mm-hmm. It makes the hair stand up on the back of my neck. Goodness. Amen. <laughs> uh, you, you mentioned that the pipeline, you mentioned people going. Uh, you shared some information on Twitter recently that was also very encouraging related to the pipeline. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, overall, the pipeline is growing. Uh, our, our missionary applicant pipeline, it's higher than it's been in many, many years. Uh, when I came into my role, we had about 300 people, uh, applicants in the pipeline. Uh, right now, we're consistently week after week over 1,200. Uh, last week's was like 1,268. Uh, that number fluctuates a little as you know, candidates get approved and they move out of the pipeline and they mm-hmm. come to, and then they get appointed and in the training, what have you. But to see it consistently up over 1,200 is what we've been really working hard for in the last few years because that represents the opportunity for growth. It takes about 300 new missionaries every year to uh, uh, just keep our numbers stable overseas because we have retirees, we have, you know, journeymen who finished their two year assignment or what have you. So the number who come home about every year is uh, roughly 300 hmm. so we need 300 new going out hmm. and about uh, those who apply about 30 percent uh, actually go to the field uh, and and so you know just doing the math that way if we have 1200 or so in the pipeline we're on a growth trajectory in the number of missionaries overseas hmm. and with southern baptist growing generosity we want to see growing sending, and that's what we've been working towards. Hmm. That's very, very good news. It's all very encouraging. Uh, even in the midst of encouraging news, though, we often face discouragement, whether that's you know, just, just the attack of the enemy on our own mind and heart, um, whether it's when we see a task that's overwhelming, um, whether it's discord among our brothers and sisters in, in, the, in the faith. How do you deal with that discouragement? How do you fight against that and push it back? certainly our own walk with the Lord, our abiding in the Lord, where we find our confidence, our hope, our, hope, our trust, our joy uh, in Him, is the, that's, that's number one. That rises above everything else. And, uh, uh, you know, if you can have joy in a prison cell, if you can have joy uh, going to the, uh, to the gallows as a believer, dying for the faith and truly we can have joy in the midst of little denominational conflict or uh, or revenue uh, uh, spikes and, and and downturns uh, so it starts with having our confidence in the Lord and then uh, I have the privilege of just just awareness of seeing what God's doing around the world and we're working harder at the IMB to communicate that so they can be encouraged and and, and celebrating uh, all God is doing and that there's so much you know, human nature, we focus on the negative, and that's, 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 those are the things we remember oftentimes are negative experiences, negative moments, negative news. Obviously, we have a, have a secular uh, news uh, world today that's all, you know, the negative and the controversy. But there's so much God is doing. Mm. And uh, the more we can uh, be aware of that, tune into that, celebrate that, help Southern Baptists celebrate that. I think the more we pull people together and the more reason we have to be encouraged. And listen, there are a lot. God's done a lot around the world. A lot of people coming to faith. A lot of new churches starting uh, every year uh, overseas and uh, even in the midst of wars and conflicts. So here, here's an example. We're missionaries who lived 15 years in Ukraine, 
had to exit because of the war. Hmm. Uh, very discouraged. I had the opportunity to be with him uh, working around the borders last year. He was incredibly discouraged having to move out of the country and leaving loved ones and friends and pets and his work behind. Hmm. Uh, he reached out to me not long ago, so excited, and, and, and said, Paul, uh, we're seeing the Lord move in Ukraine as never before. Hmm. New churches are starting in the midst of this war. Uh, people are coming to faith. It's an awakening, a revival-type atmosphere in many places in the midst of this devastation. Uh, so, you know, we, we, we read the news headlines, uh, everything horrible that's going on in Ukraine. But God is at work hmm. in the midst of it. Might we be encouraged by that? Such an encouraging word from Dr. Chipwood. We appreciate uh, what he shared there about those initiatives and also his encouragement to Southern Baptist. Laura, as we come to the end of SBC this week, mm -hmm. uh, we want to go back. We, we teased this earlier about a history moment involving uh, Jimmy Draper. Yep. And so talk to us about that. Well, I took a point of personal privilege, and I decided to go back exactly 20 years ago this week. Now, why is that important? Well, I'm glad you asked. Yeah, because you are. <laughs> I started working at Baptist Press 20 years ago this week. How about week. that? Wow. Yeah. So that's our history moment right there. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, I decided to go look at that week because I just wanted to. And I found this story, and I loved it, and I thought, this is going to be it. So... 20 years ago this week, mm -hmm. in fact, on this very day, 20 okay. years ago, where we're, when we're recording this, Jimmy Draper, or as the story calls him, James T. Draper, okay. who was then the CEO and president of Lifeway. That Christian sounds like Resources. what his mother would call him. Yeah. James T. James Draper. James T. Draper. You yep. get in here. Yep. Um, no, he was named the 18th most influential person in Nashville because wow. at the time he was president of Lifeway and had been at the mm -hmm. time for, I think it said 12 years in the mm -hmm. story. Mm -hmm. And he uh, beat out, get this, mm -hmm. he beat out, he was number 18, Vince Gill, okay. who was number 23, there you go. Dave Ramsey, wow. who was number 24, okay. and even a former Tennessee governor, Ned McWhorter, wow. who was number 20. Yeah. So let me tell you, people in Nashville love Jimmy Draper, yeah. and I cannot blame them because I've not had a whole lot of interaction with Jimmy Draper, but uh, a few years ago, during some leadership transitions here at the executive committee, he came in and was sort of an interim leader, emeritus type of role. And he was so encouraging. He got to know the staff. He even hand wrote notes of encouragement to us. I still have the notes that he wrote me because they were just so great and encouraging mm. and just showed such a, a, a love and a leadership ability. And I think everyone that has ever worked with him has loved him and so i can see why he won this 20 years ago very good that's so encouraging so yeah. we know he's still doing that today that's right i'm yep. sure he is absolutely well thank you for listening to sbc this week uh for laura erlinson i'm brandon porter we want to make sure that you know our presenting sponsors are the hill um, a true life story of professional baseball player ricky hill who grew up poor in texas and he early on discovered that he had an extraordinary ability to hit a baseball. But he was facing uh, some problems, a degenerative spinal disease that left him in leg braces. And the major leagues were just a dream for him. Uh, you, you've heard us talk about this on SBC this week. He goes on, has to work through his father's desire for him to become a pastor, um, and, and eventually ends up trying out for a major league scout. And sure enough, he makes it into the big leagues. The Hill has done well at theaters, so don't miss your opportunity to see it on the big screen. It stars Dennis Quaid, Colin Ford, and Scott Glenn. It's definitely an inspirational family movie.
Um, also, another great sponsor we have here at SBC this week is Subsplash. Subsplash is working to help pastors engage their churches and to build connections beyond the weekend. One of those valuable tools that Southern Baptists have found is Subsplash. It allows your community to access messages, resources, and even give from one place. Subsplash also equips church leaders to connect with their congregations in ways that they never could have done before. It's much more than church software. It brings people together, empowers giving, fosters discipleship, and transforms lives. If you're interested in learning more, you can look at a demo by going to subsplash.com forward slash SBC. If you'll use that link, you'll get a discount if you choose to go forward with the service, subsplash.com forward slash SBC. Laura, thanks so much for, for your great work on SBC this week. Well, thank you, Brandon. Mm -hmm. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.